The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 15 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour Western episodes of Hop Along Cassidy. We'll begin after this short break. There were at least two initial attempts to turn Clarence E. Mulford's Western stories into a radio series, 1941 and 1943. Nothing much happened, though, until actor William Boyd purchased complete ownership of the character. The radio program then took off in earnest, and Hoppy, complete with silver spurs and saddlebags, rode the trail on a weekly basis. His trademark black outfit, however, was rarely referenced, but then again, the fans who frequented the Saturday matinees didn't need to hear a description of their favorite cowboy. William Boyd played Hopalong Cassidy in a series of movies and on radio by the mid-1940s. It was his intention to make the fictional hero of the West a living legend by means of a television series, additional movie pictures, a weekly radio program, and a chuck wagon full of associated merchandise. 104 radio episodes were recorded and syndicated to stations across the country. Andy Clyde, who played Hoppy's sidekick California in the films, was also heard on the radio series. It's time now for the first of two Western adventures of Hopalong Cassidy. In this first one, Hoppy and California are in Montana, trying to solve the mystery of a strange cattle disease. Here's Black Gross Fever, starring William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy. With action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The Ring of the Silver Spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West, Hopalong Cassidy. The same Hoppy you cheer in motion pictures, and the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. Well, Hoppy, what about our story? We call this one Black Grass Fever. Some folks don't realize it, but in the early days of the Great West, cattle ranchers had a great responsibility to the big cities in the East to keep the stock moving to the packing houses on time so they could handle it all right. Now, once in a while, if a rancher didn't have the cattle he promised to deliver, he'd try to buy or borrow it from some friend of his. But sometimes, on account of drought or rustling or freezing winter, that might be hard to do. 
I remember one time California and I were finding it that way. Have nothing but bad luck, and we'd been traveling a hard trail. A long, long way from the bar 20. Joe, gone it. How much longer are we going to be eating this alkali dust, Hoppy? <laughs> See that blue sky straight ahead of these twin buttes we're riding through? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, as soon as we get there, we drop down into one of the sweetest little cattle ranches in all Montana. Well, we've seen plenty of ranches in this trip, Hoppy. What we need is the right folks to do business with. Now, who... Old Matt Blaine, one of the finest guys anywhere. Matt told me when he started his spread that the things ever got tough to just come over and bar a few hundred heads. Well, I reckon things just stay tough, all right. Uh, huh. Hadn't been for me, we probably could have bought all we needed clear back in Cheyenne. Oh, sure. Whatever got into you, California? Well, the first thing I knew, you had your six-shooter out, and there you were, making that poor fella dance to that lady piano player's music. Uh, how was I to know it was the sheriff? <laughs> What did you think that star was, his gallus buckle? No, but how can you... Oh, forget it. All the world loves a lover. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, look at that there. Ah, look at it. There she is, California, right below us. What a layout. Never did see anything so pretty. Be kind of nice to own a spread like that someday. Mm Mm-hmm. You'd be so lonesome for the boys at the bar 20, you'd be back in a month. Look, what do you make of that? Oh, don't see nothing except a nice ranch house and some of the greenest grass in the world. Over there to the right. What about those stairs? Huh? Where? I'll be dead ratted. Uh, they, uh, they ain't moving. None at all. Must be about a hundred of them. All laying down like they was asleep. They aren't sleeping in the hot sun. They're dead. Come on. We got here just in time because it looks like old Matt Blaine's in trouble. Back to Hopalong Cassidy and Black Grass Fever. Hoppy and California have come a long, hard trail to old Matt Blaine's place to borrow some badly needed cattle for the Bar 20. But when they get to Matt Blaine's, they find tragedy has struck at the beautiful spread, and more likely, they'll be trying to help Matt than asking a favor of him. That is, help Matt if they can. Hoppy! Hello, Matt. Oh, it's mighty good to see you. This is California. Well, how are you, California? Hoppy's told me lots about you. You're a friend of Hoppy, sir. That's all I need to know. Uh, Hoppy, you don't know how glad I am to see you. Things are bad here. Oh, excuse me. This here's Mr. Lathrop. He's a veterinarian. Now, this is Hopalong Cassidy and his pal, California Carlson. How are you? Glad to know you, Mr. Cassidy. Howdy, Lathrop. What's troubling, Matt? Hoppy, uh, two weeks ago, every rancher in this section started losing steers, and they've been dying like flies. Oh, we saw about a hundred ahead that away from the top of the butte. Go on, Matt. Well, I've lost half my herd, and some of the men have been hit harder than me. But, Matt, what's the reason for all this? Oh, we didn't know. But Mr. Lathrop here happened to be riding through on the stagecoach when he heard about the trouble. He's a veterinarian from uh, Jackson City. Go ahead, Lathrop. Tell Hoppy about it. Well, the cattle on these spreads is dying of black grass fever. Black grass fever? What's that? Well, I've only heard about three other cases in this country myself. Mostly it happens in the Orient, you see. Well, how does it work? What does it do? Once it takes hold of grazing land, there's nothing you can do to stamp it out. As long as you graze steers here, more of them will die. 
come to see your friend at a bad time, Mr. Cassidy. So I have, Lathrop. So I have. Well, as long as I'm here, I think I'll warn some of the other ranchers of my diagnosis. I think it's my duty. Hmm. Well, that's mighty nice of you, Lathrop, and thanks for telling me, too. Just my duty. Goodbye, men. You aim to stay in town, Mr. Uh, Lathrop? Yes, I probably will for a few days. Why? I'll probably see you then. Professionally, I mean. Anytime, Cassidy. Oh, it ain't no yeah. use, yeah. Hoppy. How about seeing him, I mean. Matt, what would you say if I told you I came here to take you up on your offer to let me buy a couple of hundred head any time I needed them to meet a delivery contract? My cats are all dying here. If you want to take and drive them off, well, you might be able to save them. You're plumb welcome. Uh, guess we'd be plumb grateful, too, uh, Hoppy. Uh, not so fast, California. Matt, I need those cattle, and I need them bad. I need them fast. But not so fast that I'm going to leave you here thinking you're wiped out and you have to give up this beautiful spread. But what's the use, Hoppy? Facts is facts. Matt, have you got a book on cattle diseases in the house? Mm, I reckon I have, yes. I'd like to see it. And then, Matt, I'm going to give you a few facts to think about. Facts, I think, prove there's a fighting chance for you to save your spread. Well, you see, Matt, I've never heard of black grass fever, and there's nothing in this book about it either. Mm, but my steers are dying. How come Lathrop just happens in the town about this time? Oh, that don't make no difference. If I stay longer, it means losing more steers. I, uh, I can't afford it, Hoppy. But you're too old to make a fresh start, Matt. Now, what if your steers are being poisoned? Well, I don't think they are. We've had the druggist analyze the water in all the water holes, and it's all right. Besides, why would anybody want to ruin it? I don't know. Might just be someone is anxious to get a hold of this land around here. Mm, that's where you're wrong. When us ranchers pull out, the land goes back to the banker who's holding the mortgages. And who's that? Jess Atkins. And Jess is the squarest banker in these parts. He says he can't be prosperous if us ranchers ain't. Hmm, he says that. Well, then... Uh, what got your suspicions up in the first place, Hoppy? That's uh, just when I was coming to California. Here it is. Matt, think of that vet, Lathrop. What are you driving at, Hoppy? All the vets I've seen in, uh, were tanned from being out in the open with the stock. Uh, Hoppy's right, Matt. And did you notice his hands, Matt? A vet doesn't keep his nails long, they'd get in his way. Uh, maybe so, Hoppy. Think, Matt. Who does keep his nails long here in the West? I'll tell you who. A gambler. Hmm. Now, Matt, does that give you anything to think about besides uh, just pulling up stakes? Maybe, Hoppy, maybe. Give me in California 48 hours. Maybe I'm all wrong. But before you decide to quit, just give us a chance to look into things for you. What if it don't do any good? Well, the offer still goes. If we fail, we'll buy your stock outright for the bar 20. If we succeed, we'll just borrow them. You keep your spread until we return the loan after the fall roundup. Hoppy, there's that vet's buckboard parking in front of the bank. Surprise? Yeah, and the light's on inside the bank. Kind of late for banking. Not too late for that Lathrop fellow. Just walking down the bank steps. Look there. Uh, looks like that's money he's stuffing in his billfold. Well, what do you know? California, you scatter nose around some. Right, Hoppy. And when I come out of the bank, you'll be waiting for me in front of the Silver Dollar Casino down the street.
Are you Jeff Atkins, the banker? Who wants to know? My name's Hopalong Cassidy. I'm a stranger here, oh, but... Oh, glad I... to know you. Bank's closed for business, though, Cassidy. It is? Yeah, about time it was, anyway. I did accommodate another stranger a minute ago, but I've locked up the vault now. Well, all I want to know right now is if you have any land to sell. I might want to buy some. No, I haven't a thing. And I don't think you'll find much anywhere else in these parts, either. How come? With all these ranchers pulling out and you holding the mortgages, I think you'd have a lot of land to sell. Oh, I see you've heard about the black grass fever, Cassidy. <laughs> That's right. And I see you've met Mr. Lathrop, the veterinarian. Yes, so I have. Well, if everyone pulls out, I'll have some land. Lots of land. But I'd hate to see you buy it and try to sell it to some unsuspecting poor devil. Why not? You'd have nothing to worry about. Well, just my conscience. Well, thanks for the information anyway. That's all I wanted to know. All right. Good night. Good night, Atkins. Hoppy. Where's our pal Lathrop, California? In a card game in the silver dollar here. And who do you think's dealing most of the time? He is. And that fellow Lathrop knows how to deal, doesn't he? He sure does. But Lathrop ain't winning. Let's take a look-see. There's the game over there. Let's stop and watch from the bar here. What's yours, strangers? Nothing, thanks. Did you see that, Hobby? I sure did. Lathrop deliberately slipped the young fellow a card. Now we'll see. There's the showdown. And the tenderfoot wins. Uh-huh. California, who's your luck tonight? Who am I? Oh, no, bad. All bad. Oh, no, I don't want to get into that game, Hobby. Here, give me a chance to try to get a rise out of him. Well, uh... let's go. All right, Hoppy, if you say so. Hmm. Now it's the tenderfoot, Steve. Looks fine. Uh, howdy, fellas. Uh, get room for the concernedest, unluckiest poker player in Montana? Uh, how about it, Mr. Lathrop? I'm losing, but it's all right with me. There's your winner. Ask him. It's his deal anyway. Oh, sure, it's okay. Sit down, mister. Right next to me if you want him. Might bring you luck. <laughs> well, thanks, young feller. Everybody ready? There it goes. I didn't expect to win, really. No? King bets. I was just killing some time until tomorrow. Uh, everybody staying? I really came here on business, and I figured I might be able to... That's just it. I just saw you second dealing, stranger. Hey, you hear that? You got what's coming to him, all right? Look at that second ship for sharper. You dressed yourself like a tenderfoot, right, didn't you? Yeah, Not so fast. I was standing right back of the tenderfoot when he was dealing. He didn't second deal. Furthermore, Lathrop, on the hand just before this one, I saw you deliberately peel a card from the bottom of the deck and give it to the tenderfoot, and he won that pot. It was cold-blooded murder, men. Lathrop has done most of the dealing, and he wanted to make it look like the tenderfoot was winning a fortune, so he'd have a good reason to accuse him of cheating. You murdered him, Lathrop. Why? Were you trying to shut him up about something? Why, you... You got him, Hoppy. Winged him neat. I'll settle with you for this, Cassidy. We'll see. I could have killed you when you drew on me, Lathrop. But there are a few things I want to find out about you first. Come on, California. We got a few more calls to make tonight. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, Black Grass Fever.
Lathrop, the veterinarian who had advised Hoppy's friend Matt Blaine to give up his spread, has murdered a man in cold blood before Hoppy had a chance to save him. But now, Hoppy knows his suspicions about Lathrop are confirmed. And somehow, somebody must stand again if Matt Blaine and the other ranchers are so discouraged at losing their herds that they give up their spreads. Hoppy is determined to find out how and who and why. Our horse is right down here. Huh? Must have just now started raining. Come on, Hoppy. Uh-oh. Uh, What's bothering you, California? Well, Hoppy, in all the excitement, I've seen the tenderfoot's wallet slip out of his pocket. Uh-huh. And maybe I ought to take it back, uh, knowing uh, now that he wasn't cheating. Why, you old sidewinder. You're not fooling me. You picked up that wallet because you knew there'd be valuable information in it. Glad I done it. Let me see it. Ah, good. Here's these papers. Well, I thought it was something like that. According to this, the tenderfoot worked for the Plainsland Railroad. I'm beginning to see the light, California. Yeah? Where are we heading for now? Back to Matt's place. What's doing there, Hoppy? I want to find out a little more about Jeff Atkins. Maybe Matt can tell me. Uh-oh. What's that lying off to the north there? Why, it looks like a big, fresh block of salt for the salt lake. Right. Now, here are the footprints going from the buckboard of the salt lake. They're deep, see? Like someone was carrying that salt block from the buckboard. Yeah, and here's the same prints going back to the buckboard. Only not city. Well, what do you say? Well, same man went back to the buckboard after he put that salt block down. But the only man with the buckboard we've seen is that Lathrop fella. And he's back in town probably getting a bullet took out of his arm. Never mind about that. If this salt block is poisoned, I'll have a pretty good idea who drove the buckboard. And I'm heading back to town right now to have the salt analyzed. Grab it, California, and let's go. I'm coming into the drugstore with you, Hoppy, and maybe you ain't so popular around here. You better wait here with the horses. Yes, well, Lathrop, I might have guessed this is where you'd be. Now, now, no shooting in here, man. I'm I'm just trying to bind up this arm, stranger. This ain't no place. Take it easy, mister. Go ahead and fix up your patient. I just want to have this salt analyzed. Any objections, Lathrop? You must have come here right after the shooting. Well, what if I did? I just want to be sure. How long's he been here, druggist? Oh, about five, ten minutes, I guess. Then you loaned your buckboard to somebody tonight, Lathrop, before you went to play poker. But you didn't have time to do it since the shooting. What are you driving at? Who barred that buckboard just before you went in to play poker and just before it started raining? I don't know what you're driving at, Cassidy. Just this. With you known to be playing poker, you could provide an alibi for any trouble that buckboard might happen to get itself into. If that's what I was up to, why would I murder the tenderfoot? Like you claimed. Lathrop, you and your partner, whoever he is, could have been providing alibis for each other. You don't know what you're talking about, Cassidy. But you're looking for trouble, and you're sure going to get it. I'm getting out of here. Hey, you better let me change those bandages tomorrow. I'm afraid he wasn't listening, my friend. Now, how long will it take you to analyze this salt block? Or are you a friend of Lathrop's? Won't take me but ten minutes. Just so as I get my fee, I'm in business to help anybody. Fair enough. But don't let this salt block get away from you. All right, Cassidy. Say, Hoppy, your friend Lathrop just hightailed it right down the street in a hurry. Looks like you sure scared him when you walked in with that salt block down this way. 
Well, I hope I scared him into running right over to the man who was driving that buckboard tonight. Let's just take a look at the bank and see. Later figured he'd be seen at the gambling hall, and he'd have an alibi while someone else took the buckboard out to plant the salt. Huh? Probably. Right. What's that? Sounds like somebody running back toward the druggist. Well, anyway, here's the bank. And if Atkins and Lathrop are in there, they're sitting in the dark. That came from the drugstore. Let's go. I should have known it. Uh, note what, Hoppy? Lathrop would double back to the drugstore as soon as we left. It's the drugstore, all right. Doc, you hurt bad? I, I'm done for, Cassidy. Somebody, somebody must have got in the back window. Sneaked right up to me and... Before I could... Uh, the back window's still open, Hoppy. Shall I light out after him? Yeah, in Pronto, California. Oh, oh well, it looks like you've got callers coming, Hoppy. Uh, I'll stand by. You duck. I'll handle them. Hey, what's going on here? Somebody plugged the druggist here, Sheriff. Uh, how'd you get here so fast, stranger? I was standing outside the bank when I heard a shot. I ran right over. Uh, outside the bank at this hour? Maybe he was, and maybe he wasn't. Well, later... I heard Cassidy having an argument with old Doc just ten minutes ago. He knows I did. Don't you, Cassidy? So you were here earlier tonight, Cassidy, huh? Sure I was, but I just brought a block of salt to have it analyzed. Uh, Ask him to tell you where the salt is then, Sheriff. Well, Cassidy? Why, why it was right over here. Uh, but it just ain't there now, huh? Get your hands up, Cassidy. I'm taking you in for the murder of Doc Brown. Sorry, Sheriff, but I just got to ask you to drop that shooting iron. Uh, well, what? Go on, uh, drop it. Uh, why, California, you old sidewinder. You are downright eloquent. Why, me and Hoppy's got a few errands to do tonight, Sheriff. So we'll just be taking our leave. The horse is outside the back window, Hoppy. Ask me where we're going, California. Now, gentlemen, I'll trouble you to keep peaceable and quiet while we go through this window. Huh? Where are we headed for, Hoppy? Why, we'll just head straight from Matt Blaine's place, of course. He'll vouch for us. Now, don't move any of you. Go ahead, California. Yes, yes. Uh, now, let's get riding. Hey, hey, Pluto, get after those men. Those fellas shoot mighty poor. See that side street up the end of, end of town? Nicest little side street I ever did see. Right behind the store that trailed the Matt Blaine's. Right, getting the shadows over there. They figure over that next rise. They heard us all right. They're headed for Matt's place. They sure are, Hoppy. And where, might I ask now, what are we really headed for? That tenderfoot who worked for the railroad told you he came here on business. Uh, that's right, Hoppy. But what could that business be? Well, tying into the play Lathrop made can only mean one thing. The railroad sent the young fellow here to buy up the right-of-way for a line that's going to be built right through this town. And Lathrop didn't want the word to get out before he scared the ranchers off the spread. But... Lathrop isn't in this alone. He is a stranger here. He must be getting some help from inside the town. Darned if he ain't. And I want to be able to prove who that is. Oh, well, I'll declare. What are we going to do now, Hoppy? Do? Remember Jeff Atkins? We're heading for his bank. The bank's dark, Hoppy. Atkins ain't here. Fine. We're going in anyway. I see the poor old druggist wasn't the only one who leaves his windows unlocked around these parts. Come in, California. Yeah. Uh, 
What's, what's the idea, Hoppy? There's only one safe place so close to the drugstore Lathrop could have taken that salt after he plugged the druggist. I got you, Hoppy. But if we're wrong, we blast that vault and uh, the salt ain't inside. Then we're really be hog time. They'll be wanting us for murder and bank robbery. Hoppy, you sure wouldn't want to put a lot of money in that vault. It don't look very strong. Stand back. I think I can shoot that handle off. That last one did it. Hoppy, there's your poison salt block. Sure, and that means that Atkins and Lathrop were in this together. Don't move, either of you. Well, Atkins, nice of you to join the party. I had an idea you'd be heading back here once you figured out the salt was poison, Cassidy. So I've just been waiting for you to blow the vault door off. We didn't have to blow it off. We just fired three shots at it and it fell off. Now, when the posse comes back to town, they're going to find three bullet holes in my vault door. Three bullets missing from your gun... And two dead bank robbers. Uh, uh. I'm going to kill you both. Now to the conclusion of our story, Black Grass Fever. What a perfect setup, Cassidy. To be able to kill you because you're robbing my vault. But it's not quite so easy. Think it over. You got one gun. There are two of us. You think you can kill us before we close in? Maybe I'd better start with one of you right now. Don't be a fool, Atkins. You may get one, but the other will get you. Listen, the posse coming back. Uh, don't bluff. I don't hear anything. You don't either. Oh, yes, I do. Posse must have known they were on the false trail when they got out of the open. And you haven't taken that salt out of the vault yet. It's that kind of... I don't hear anything. Move a little closer to the window, Atkins. I can hear them. You're crazy, Cassidy. I can't hear a thing. Let's I'm going to... Let's take it. You didn't get hit, did you, California? Nope. You all right, Hoppy? Uh, sure. And banker Atkins wasn't hit either by anything harder than the heel of my shooting iron. Uh, by the time he comes to, the sheriff will really be back. And all we have to do to get a confession out of Mr. Atkins is just leave that poison salt block sitting right in his safe where it's nice and dry. Yeah? Just tell me one thing. Yeah? What was you uh, thinking uh, when you was deciding whether or not to take a chance of blowing off the door to Atkins' safe and taking a chance of maybe being wanted for a bank robber? Well, California, I'll tell you. Yeah? Yeah, Hoppy? I figured if it came to the worst... Yeah? Then we'd just grab ourselves some of Jeff Atkins' money, so then we could even pay double if we had to to get cattle for the bar 20. <laughs> Well, well, I declare. Or if we got the cattle without paying double, we'd buy some more cattle and start a spread for you to run, oh, California. No. Why, hop along, Cassidy. You're the most thoughtful hombre this side of... Then we'd go back to Cheyenne and look up that lady piano player you were so loco about and get her to settle down with you. Oh, now, Hoppy, you wouldn't... Uh, no, sirree, I ain't a go... Uh, yeah, ha, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't but for a minute fool me, Hopalong Cassidy. <laughs> no, sir, not but for a minute, you ring-tailed coyote. <laughs> I guess not, California. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Hoppy in California thus end another exciting adventure. Next time we visit, you're going to hear the astounding tale of murder and intrigue in the icy Dakotas. Hoppy calls this one...
the cold country. So be sure to listen to the next thrilling episode of Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr., Black Grass Fever was written by Sidney S. Swirsky and Dwayne Yarnell. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. Hop Along Cassidy with Black Gross Fever, starring William Boyd and Andy Clyde from February 17, 1951. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another episode of Hopalong Cassidy for you after this break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. On this episode of Hopalong Cassidy, cutthroats are chasing out the homesteaders, stealing cattle, and blaming mountain lions. Here's the killers of Lion Canyon on Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. With action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The Ring of the Silver Spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West, Hopalong Cassidy, the same Hoppy you cheer in motion pictures, and the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. What's our story this time, Hoppy? We call this one the Killers of Lion Canyon. California and I were riding in the Skeleton Mountains. That's a range not far west of the Bar 20, where an old pal of mine had taken up homestead a few years back. He had written to me what good grass there was, and I thought we might use some of it for Bar 20 range. We were just getting up to where the pine trees grow. The horses had their heads down as they worked their way up a steep canyon trail. Hoppy, this here mountain air sure makes a man hungry, <laughs> don't it? <laughs> Back there on the prairie, we cook more than you could eat. Yeah, yeah, I know, but uh, there's something about this here altitude. <laughs> 
Doggone. Hoppy, I thought you had friends around here. That ain't no friendly greeting. No, it isn't. Wait a minute. Look. There's someone coming. I don't know this man, California. Get ready. Guns right here in my hand. Howdy, friends. Howdy. Hey, put away your guns. I I apologize for the shooting. My mistake, friends. I I thought you was a mountain lion. Do we look like mountain lions, mister? <laughs> no, not at close range. I uh, I saw something move, and this is Lion Canyon, and it's full of hungry critters. Sure, and that makes her mean, like me. I'm hungry, too, and when Never somebody... Never mind, California. I, uh, I guess you must be strangers in here. I'm Lou Rucker. If there's anything I can do, just name it. Cassidy's my name, and this is California Carlson. It, uh, it wouldn't be Hopalong, Cassidy, would it? It would. Well, I'm sure proud to meet you men. Now, if I can help you in any way, you just go right ahead and ask. That's kind of you, Rucker. I'm looking for an old friend of mine, Ray Wilson, a homesteader. He took up some land at a place called Paradise Flats. Ray uh, Wilson? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Wilson was moving out. Moving out? That doesn't sound like Ray. Would anything be running him out, Rucker? Well, when a man can't make a living, he moves, don't he, Cassidy? I, I tell you, you ride up to the Paradise Flats store and ask about him. How do we get to the Paradise store? Follow this trail a short piece till it forks. Hey, turn right. The left fork won't take you nowhere. I see. Turn right, not left. Yeah, that's it. The left fork continues on up in Lion Canyon. Them varmints will jump a man any time. They're that bad, are they? Well, thank you, Rucker. I hope we'll see you again. Come on, California. Hoppy, that Rucker feller seems real friendly. Yeah, too friendly. Uh, what you mean? I think he took a shot at us for one thing. And I don't remember Ray Wilson as a man who would move away from a good piece of grassland. Ah, uh, Hoppy, you're just looking for trouble. I'm not looking for it, but I'm beginning to smell it. Well, here's the forks. We turn left. Uh, uh, hey, 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 hold on, hold Rucker said turn right. That's why we're going left. Rucker was too anxious. There must be something in this Lion Canyon, something Rucker doesn't want us to see. California, look. There's a horse running up the trail. And no rider on him. Let's go. That broomtail sure is running, Hoppy. We ain't never gonna catch up with him. I know, but we can trail it and find out about the owner. Must be headed toward a ranch somewhere. Say, what you seeing, Hoppy? There's something else ahead. Can't make it out just yet. Looks like a man. Eh, you ain't wrong either. There, that is a man, all right. Laying there aside the creek. And he's laying face down. Hold up a minute. Let's get down and have a look. Here, turn him over. Gee, Hossafat. Look at that face. Clawed by a mountain lion, sure enough. And that isn't all of it. This is Ray Wilson. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, The Killers of Lion Canyon. Riding to see Ray Wilson, Hoppy and California are fired upon by Lou Rucker, who claims he was shooting at a mountain lion. Not trusting Rucker, Hoppy ignores his warning to stay out of Lion Canyon. There, they come upon a riderless horse, and soon afterwards, an unconscious man, Ray Wilson. Uh, that's lucky we got here as soon as we did. He isn't dead. It ain't the lion's fault. It done its best. Maybe Wilson was climbing this here cliff where the water comes over. He might have fell off and the lion jumped him. That uh, could have knocked him out. If it was a lion, 
I'm not so sure. Anyway, this bandana stops the blood. Now help me get him up on my horse. Steady him now. Let me swing up first. All right. We'll get him here in front of me in the saddle. There we are. Good thing he ain't triplets the size of him. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold still, you old lop here. Yeah, yeah. I think we can track that riderless horse. We'll get somewhere. Maybe to Paradise Flats. Yeah, and maybe we'll get someplace where we don't want to be. But let's go. Well, there's the Paradise Flats General Store. But that horse, that isn't a riderless one. Sure ain't. That's uh, Palomino. Yeah, it is. The same kind Rucker was riding. What you figure that means, Hoppy? Trouble. Say, uh, look over there, across from the store. Looks like an old mine tunnel with the entrance boarded up. Yeah, but there are a lot of old mines in these mountains. Now he's over toward the store, California. We'll get Wilson inside. I wonder what they got in this store in the way of thirst-quenching, stomach-filling vittles. Huh? Cassidy, I thought I told you to... What's that you got there in your saddle? Oh, just like you said, Rucker. Mountain lines is bad in that canyon. This feller'd get jumped. Rucker, we need a doctor. A doctor? Why, why, sure, Cassidy. Lucky there's a doctor right inside. He, he owns the store. Now, uh, just to ease this man out of your saddle, I'll carry him in. All right. There, I got him. Lay him there on the counter, Rucker. Too bad about this. It's your friend Ray Wilson, ain't it? I think you know that. Well, you can leave him with me, Cassidy. I'll take care of him. I thought you said there was a doctor here. What? Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe well, I did. Well, you better produce that doctor now. Oh, oh, sure. Uh, Brody? Dr. Brody? Uh, uh, Dr. Brody, uh, here's a patient for you. A patient for me? Uh, that's right, doctor. I got clawed by a mountain lion. Uh, this is Hopalong Cassidy and California Carlson. They found him. How come they did? What were they doing up Lion Canyon? How come they was let to go up Lion Canyon anyway? Well, they took a wrong turn. I, I told them how to turn to get to the store here. And why didn't they? Well, either they didn't remember my directions or they didn't want to remember. Dr. Brody, let's take care of this man. We stopped the blood, but something struck him on the head. Uh, I see. Uh, a cranial contusion. Concussion, no doubt. Best thing is to get him to my back room, my uh, operating room. Rucker, you carry him. I'll do the carrying. No need of that, Cassidy. He's in good hands now. Uh, You just leave him with us. Rucker, when this man comes to, I want to hear what he has to say. Maybe you understand why. Is that accusing me of something, Cassidy? I don't accuse until I have all the facts, Rucker. But I might do some accusing when Ray Wilson gives me the facts. Hoppy, uh, there's a wagon outside. Uh, there's a woman and a boy in it. Rucker, take the patient into the back room before Mrs. Wilson... No, Rucker, keep your hands off. Oh, Mr. Rucker. Mr. Rucker, have you seen Ray? Yeah. Dad's horse came home without him. And... <gasps> Dad. Ray. Dad. Oh, Ray. Ray isn't dead, ma'am. Now, please don't worry. Uh, Hoppy, uh, you want me to try Hoppy? and... Uh... Why, you're Hopalong Cassidy. And you're California. Ray was always talking about you, too. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. This is our boy, Jimmy. How are you, son? Mrs. Wilson, Dr. Brody says he can help Ray. What do you think? Dr. Brody? Since when was he a doctor? That's just what I thought. Brody, I didn't think you were even a horse doctor. Mrs. Wilson, how far is it to your place? Only a mile, just over and down the first ridge. Well, I hate to move, Ray, but we must. 
California U.E.'s Ray up and get him out to the wagon. Cassidy, I'm warning you. Don't you move that man. Save your breath, Rucker. Go ahead, California. Mrs. Wilson, you and Jimmy, too. I'll be out in a minute. Coffee, I hate to leave you with these rattlesnakes, but uh, you're the boss. Uh, help me hoist Ray on my shoulder. Huh? Uh, all right. I'm holding the door for you, California. Yeah. Rucker, you letting them get away with this? Unless you've got any better ideas, Brody, shut up. Rucker, that's very good advice. And I got some for you, too, Cassidy. Get out of this country. You and that partner of yours. Not till after we've heard Ray Wilson talk. If it's trouble you're looking for, Rucker, let's have it now. Yeah. You're plenty fast in the draw, Cassidy. But that ain't my way. No. You have what you call mountain lions to do your fighting. Well, Rucker, tell your lions they can find me at Ray Wilson's place anytime tonight. All right, Mrs. Wilson. You've done what you can for Ray. He'll come out of it soon. He's comfortable on this couch, and let's just leave him a while. Hoppy, I'm so grateful to you in California. Now, please sit down. Any place. Oh, I I didn't notice it's getting dark. I'd better light this table lamp. There. That's better. Jimmy, stay near your father and call me if he stirs any. Uh, Ain't it funny how a table always makes me think of eating? Oh, why, you poor man. You must be starved. I'll go and fix something. Well, any old thing will do, Mrs. Wilson. Just uh, some uh, meat and potatoes and uh, coffee and a little cream. and uh, Maybe a piece of pie if you got it. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure that's all, California? Well, I could use some beans and a little hot gravy. And, <laughs> and maybe a small plate of hot biscuits are dripping with the butter and honey. And Hold on, maybe, hold uh, on. I think Mrs. Wilson has the idea. Oh, dear. Well, I'll have to see what's in the kitchen. California is always empty, Mrs. Wilson. But first, I want to know a few things. Why were you and Ray leaving Paradise Flats? Well, everyone has left. We're just small homesteaders with only a few cows. But our herds have simply vanished, two or three at a time. Did the mountain lions get them? Well, that's what we had to believe. But the strange thing is, we never found any carcasses. Mrs. Wilson, why did Ray want to leave? Oh, Ray didn't want to leave at all. Paradise Flats has such fine grass. It's a big mountain meadow. Has uh, anyone else wanted it? For instance, uh, Rucker or Brody? Well, they have said Paradise Flats should be one big ranch instead of being filled with homesteaders, but Mm -hmm. they always acted friendly enough. So you can't say what happened to your cattle? No, I can't. We had only a herd of ten cows left. Last week, they vanished all at once. And still no sign of where they went? No, except last night, Ray told me he'd found something. Something he wanted to go out and take a look at before we pulled out today. I don't know where it was. Mom! Mom! Dad's talking! What did he say, son? I couldn't tell. Maybe he'll talk to you, Mrs. Wilson. Ray. What is it, Ray? Tell me. Don't... Don't whip, Jimmy. He found... He found the... uh... Jimmy, what in the world is your father saying? Why should you be whipped? I... I guess maybe because I, I rode in the Lion Canyon yesterday. You've been warned about that. Yes, um, but but I just had to see it just once before we left. And what was it you found, son? A, a sort of a hole, a big one, up behind some willows. I was looking in, then a lion screamed at me. I sure got out of there fast. Puppy, that makes sense. Lions, just like Rucker said. It begins to make something else, too. Son, could that be an old mine you found? Sort of, yes. 
I told Dad about it, and I think that's where he went today. Hoppy, uh, what you figure that makes? A shortcut, maybe, through the ridge. There's an old mine entrance up near the store, remember? And today, Rucker beat us over there from Lion Canyon. You're dead right, Hoppy. He sure did. If Ray could just tell us a little more. He hasn't even whispered. A doctor could bring him out of it, Mrs. Wilson. How far is it to a doctor? Twenty miles around the mountain by the road. But, Mom, it's only five straight across. I could ride it. Dad's horse is still saddled out there in the shed. Mrs. Wilson, it's our best chance. The boy can do it. Go ahead, son. On my way, sir. You got a fine boy there, Mrs. Wilson. No need to worry about him. Uh, speaking about worrying, Hoppy, my stomach's sure getting worried that maybe I ain't got the brains enough to feed it. <laughs> All right, California. If Mrs. Wilson wants to start supper. Oh, yes, I, I'd better see what there is. Most of our stores are packed, but there must be something left. Oh, there sure better be, because I'm getting mighty old-fired wheat from my... <gasps> Jimmy! Grab your gun, California, out in front. Over there, near our horses, come on. There he is, Hoppy, off to the left. I'll get him. Hold it, California, that's the boy. Head toward him. Hoppy, Hoppy! Right here, easy now. What happened, son? I was walking in the shed in the dark, and someone was here at your horses. He, he saw me and then fired two shots. Didn't hit me. Then he ran off. Could you tell who it was? In the gun flash, it, it looked like Mr. Brody from the Paradise Store. Hoppy, look! The house went dark! Come on! Mrs. Wilson! Oh, they're after Ray! They shut me out and locked the door! Let's break it down. Come on, California! Hold it together now! Keep your gun ready! Oh. He's gone! Ray's gone! They've kidnapped him! Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, The Killers of Lion Canyon. While Hoppy and California are trying to understand what had knocked their friend, Ray Wilson, unconscious, sudden gunshots draw them outside the ranch house. A moment later, they hear Mrs. Wilson scream. Running back into the house, they find that Ray Wilson has been kidnapped. It was all so fast, I just don't know what happened. I see how it was, Mrs. Wilson. One man drew us out with a shot near our horses. Someone else sneaked in here through the back door and took Ray. Yes, Ray tried to sit up when you went out. He seemed almost well. I think he was trying to talk. Those two didn't dare let him talk. They had to get him away so he couldn't tell us what he knows. I heard their horses, Hoppy. I can tell which way they went, even in the dark. They're taking the Ridge Trail over to the Paradise Store. Good work, son. Have you got your dad's horse ready? Yes, sir. Can you lead us to that hole you found in the side of Lion Canyon? I sure can. We can go right up to it. It's it's around a sort of a rocky cliff. Now, uh, Hoppy, what intonation's the good of that? I'm staking everything. It's a shortcut through the ridge. We might even get to the Paradise Store before they do. Well, doggone. Now, Mrs. Wilson, don't worry. Come on, California. Jimmy, let's go. <laughs> What's the use of having horses if all we do is walk? And up a stream, too. Keep on coming, California. You have one thing to be thankful for. There's a full moon tonight so we can see our way. Jimmy, how much farther? These here are the willows. The opening is just on through. There it is. See? This stream comes right out of a big hole in the mountain. Yeah, it does. Hold on a minute. Hoppy, that rock cliff we just come around is where we found Ray Wilson Sefton. That's right. And this is an old mine entrance, high enough to lead our horses in. You got your gun ready? 
Why, you figured we might meet with that uh, there mountain lion? If we do, it'll have only two legs. You follow me. Jimmy, drop in behind. Come on. Plumb black in here, ain't it? Mm, cold. Oh, cold as ice. Yeah, I can feel it. Jimmy, you all right? Sure, Hoppy. I never did like being under no mountain. Like being buried in a grave. Keep up close to me, California. We're getting along fine. There, oh! Doggone it. Hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. Wait, wait. I dropped my gun. All right. See if you can find it. Mm. Can you find it? No, no. The god darn thing. But here's something. Feels like a piece of ice. I'd better strike a match. Jumping catfish. It is ice. Yeah. And look. Here's a door with bars across it. Off at one side. Why, it's a room. The walls are coated with ice. Hoppy, have you seen what I'm seeing in there? Uh oh, and the match went out. Here, I'll get it. See that? Yeah, that's butchered beef hung up on racks. Well, I heard tell of ice in mountain caves, but this is the first time I ever actual seen it. Let me see, too. Come ahead, son. Say. I'll bet this is what Dad found. Well, if he didn't, he came pretty close. Uh, there goes the match again. I'll light another, Hoppy. I'll... We don't need it. This explains enough. The cows were brought here by walking into that stream we followed. That's why they never left any tracks. Then they were butchered. You think it was Rucker and Brody that did it, Hoppy? Uh, that's my guess. Jimmy, how did Brody have supplies hauled to his store? In a big covered wagon. Sure. Then the beef was taken out the front entrance of the mine. The covered wagon hauled it off to be sold. That's the way the homesteaders have been robbed. It still don't get us out of here. The front entrance can't be far. I figure the ridge over us is high and narrow. This tunnel won't be long. You got your gun, California? Yep, yep, I picked her up. All right, come on. Go slow now. I see something ahead. Yeah, getting kind of light ahead up there, ain't it? The mine entrance is open. There's a little moonlight. That entrance was closed today. Maybe someone heard us. Better stop. California, you come ahead with me. Jimmy, you stay here with the horses. Yes, sir. Do you think you can manage all three horses by yourself? I'll do my best, sir. Good boy. All right, California. Let's go. So far, so good. No one in the mine and no one here in front of the store. I don't see how you know where you are. Dern near as dark in here as it was in the mine. Yeah. Follow me along beside the building. You remember Brody had a back room. Look, California. There's a light coming through a crack. Go up easy now. Looks like the light's coming from around a door. Here it is. I'll take a peek inside. See anything, Hobby? Ray Wilson's in there. He's sitting up on a box. Brody's with him. I wonder. Wonder where Rucker is. He's right behind you. Drop those what? guns quick. What is Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy. I thought you were smart, Cassidy, but you're as dumb as your partner. <laughs> Falling for my trick. Yeah, but I didn't see you. If it wasn't so darn dark, I'd have... Never mind, uh, California. All right, Brody, open the door. I'm bringing him in. Uh, smooth work, Rucker. Sure. I tailed him from the mine entrance and right up here to the door. Now go ahead, you two. 
And forget about your guns. I've got them. Hoppy, California. Ray, how are you? Now, ain't it nice for old friends to meet again? Too bad you won't be seeing each other very long. We'll be dead? Well, now, that's smart of you, California. The first smart thing I've heard you say. Well, if I could just get my paws on you... Rucker, you've done a lot of killing for a piece of grassland, haven't you? I see your game. Drive out the homesteaders, then you take over Paradise Flats. Well, that's real interesting, Cassidy. Got anything else you know? Yeah, I know a mountain lion didn't do the killing. You jump a man and knock him out. Then you cut him so there's plenty of blood. You make sure the lions will get him then. Right again, Cassidy. But that won't happen to you. Rucker, what do you aim to do with this bunch? Rooney, I'll tell you. Cassidy and his pal and Wilson are going to be found dead in the morning. Killed each other in a gunfight. We, uh, we won't know why they shot each other. It ain't none of our business anyways. It won't work, Rucker. Tell me one reason why not. Well, because, uh, because, well, Rucker, it seems to me you ought to know the reason yourself. <laughs> Keep talking, Cassidy. I like to hear you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> yeah, and this is the guy we thought was so smart. Well, Cassidy, did you figure out yet why it won't work? It won't work because you've still got the rest of our bunch to deal with. <laughs> That's good. The rest of your bunch. Cassidy, nobody comes into this country without my knowing it. And I know you two came in alone. Hey, did I hear something? Ah, Brody, there ain't nothing to hear. Well, listen. Wait, wait, sounds like a whole gang. Open the door, Rucker, see who they are. I can't make them out. But whoever they are, here's a lead greeting for them. Tell them on you, tell them on you, take care. I've got the gun. Hoppy, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, California. I've got this coyote pinned down. This here Brody feels more like a skunk. Ray, are you strong enough to get that gun over there? I sure am, Hoppy. Seeing that fight just about cured me. <laughs> That's fine. We got our hands full, so you cover them. I've got them, Hoppy. I just wish they'd make a move so I'd have an excuse to plug them. Why, you... California, take that rope and tie them up. Right, Hoppy. And now for a talk with the rest of our band. All right, Jimmy, come on in. Jimmy? A kid? Gee whiz, what a mess. Hello, Dad. Hello, son. Hello, Hoppy. Hello, Jimmy. Now, what have you got to say for yourself? Nothing, sir, I guess. I'm sorry I didn't keep the horses down in the mine like I promised, but but I just couldn't stay away. <laughs> I knew you couldn't, son. I know boys, and I knew you couldn't keep away for long. To tell you the truth, Jimmy, I was counting on your help. Gee... Dad, Mom's outside. Here, Jimmy? Yes. She drove over in the wagon. Said she couldn't stay away. Here she is now. Oh, Ray. Oh, oh that's Ray. all right. I'm all right, Nellie. I guess we're all all right, except those two there on the floor. Brody and Rucker, a couple of mountain lions who are going to have a nice long rest in the zoo. Hoppy, I guess there's nothing I can say but thanks. Oh, forget it, Ray. Just tell the homesteaders they can come back to Paradise Flats. They won't be bothered anymore. Hoppy, I don't know how we can ever repay you in California. Oh, shucks, ma'am. Uh, Paying me's plumb easy. I never asked for more than a good meal in my stomach. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> when a couple of land-grabbing cutthroats try attempted murder and blame it on to lions to cover up their crime... 
they'd better make certain first that Hoppy and California are nowhere in the vicinity. In our next adventure, Hoppy and California come into town to buy flour and bacon for the Bar 20 Ranch and find the townspeople in an uproar. The bank has gone broke, and the men responsible turn out to be the wastrels of what is. Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. The Killers of Lion Canyon was written by Mike Jackson, with original music under the personal direction of Albert Glasser. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. Hop Along Cassidy with the Killers of Lion Canyon, starring William Boyd and Andy Clyde from December 29, 1951. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 16 of the Classic Radio Theater after this break. Next time on episode 16 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two adventure episodes of Box 13, starring Alan Ladd, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in next time. Thanks for listening.